You're listening to the Titties and Tacos podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. Diet friend. No, I'm not. I'm fucking <laughs> not doing this shit with you. <laughs> Come on, man. You knew I was gonna do it. You knew I was gonna do I it. I really <laughs> didn't. I really you did. Thought you better did of you soul. in this moment. You knew it. And that was Frank A. I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> la 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 la. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey guys. What up, though? Welcome back to another episode of Titties and tacos where we talk about titties and sometimes tacos now um oh lord this episode father god is brought to you by father god and the letter v i am sparkle i am tina d and we here and i'm just getting on her nerves just the for real, no reason i want you to know the impetus for this is none three seconds before we press record there was no preface for this there was no reason uh, just just let it go don't be angry you so pretty be angry girl girl that's why they be telling us to smile smile girl you want me to sing smile to you matter of no. fact hold on no i don't what the fuck are we doing <laughs> can we do our damn show please i mean they here where are they going? It's the end of the season. <laughs> you old niggas. This scene, this <laughs> happened every fucking season. We get to the end of the season, and this old rules and decorum bitch be like, oh, fuck it all. We gonna start this thing right. <laughs> hey, come on. Wow. Who gonna stop us? I do what I want here. <laughs> this is the end of the season. We got two and a half episodes left. I wish we got more than that, but well, I don't alphabet, so <laughs> neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like every episode at the end is the last episode. And you talk about me who in the middle to be <laughs> not the middle every fucking time. <laughs> I just figure it's the end because it, it's, it's the end of the alphabet. <laughs> you do realize what's so sad is while we are just. Lady, every time we get here, because nigga, we fucking made it. <laughs> people be saying, people be fucking sad, huh? Well, that's when you lie to them and be like, we gonna be doing live video. <laughs> <laughs> we need to actually do. I mean, it's always the plan. We always intend. Oh man, it just does not happen. So hopefully, because this but episode, now you doing a whole lot more social media shit, so yeah. it actually might happen this time. Hopefully, this episode is far enough in the future that maybe this episode. Yeah, this episode. No, nah, hell no. Nah. Ain't nobody doing no damn videos by by what letter is this? V. Yeah, why don't we just do? Why don't we just do one? Because like, you won't even be in the same state as me. I'm just saying. I mean, Instagram Live is two people in different places. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like a uh, let's talk about it. Oh about. no, dog. You meant just showing up on on the phone. I think people <laughs> would not mind us just showing up I mean, on the phone. Okay, that's fine. I, I really, thought you meant like something with some quality. Oh no, I think at this point what we've determined is that people would just pay money. <laughs> Or take time out of their to day just, to just listen to us have a phone conversation because that's what this show. Did. Yeah, you right. You right. 
And I feel like they should have the privilege of having like an evening conversation with us. Because this <laughs> evenings is, with titties and tacos. This shit here, this early morning recording is the best version of us y'all oh, ever gonna get. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so true. It's so sad. And it's terrible. <laughs> God damn. But it is 100% That's awful. the truth. I'm mad you, told, I'm mad you said that to people. I mean, it gets it gets funnier. I didn't need to know that about it. <laughs> it gets funnier though as the as the night progresses. Okay, some of the most hilarious conversations that we've had have happened after six thirty. <laughs> yes, I remember saying to you one time because I wrote it down, and I don't. You know, when I go back to my notes when it's time to actually record, mm-hmm. a lot of times if you don't write the context next to the comment, you have no idea. Oh God, what the fuck. It, what you know what what's supposed to happen with that? And all it said was like, "What's the sir? What's the diameter of a dick being thrown in a circle?" <laughs> like that. And I'm like, "What in the fuck does this even mean?" But I remember having a late night conversation with your ass, and I asked you that. <laughs> Did I have an answer? Did no, you write the you answer? Was like, write it down. <laughs> So we can do further research. Well, I wrote it down. <laughs> and I never knew what the fuck it went to. What conversation it even came what from. What conversation was I that? don't have a fucking clue. I do not know. I don't oh, even that's know. That's wild. I was talking about throwing dicks in a circle, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Were we talking about equality? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we were talking about And I remember one of the protractor or some shit, but I don't, mm. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. Because it does seem like something we would say. It was like, why is it always asses that got to be thrown in a circle? circle. Yeah. Throw you, your, know, you know what? what? This sounds like... That's all I got to say. That's all you did. Why don't you throw your dick in throw a circle? Throw your dick in a circle. <laughs> Boom. We figured it out. <laughs> That's because we haven't changed. Our thought process is just Oh, my God. <laughs> We haven't even started a fucking show. What are we? What are we doing? Throw that dick in a circle. Well, that week's post is sure to get plenty of hits. <laughs> plenty of hits on this episode. Oh my god! Okay, we ready yet? No, clearly no, absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to go. Yeah, you should. Because I got the tits of the day. You do. Um, So the tits of the day follow our topics of the day. So I'm going to just go. Is it okay if I go ahead and just say what the topics are? I guess so. It seems like you have a full plan, which okay. I do not. <laughs> so today... Both of our V's. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time since we had the same uh, same topic for the for the letter. Mm-hmm. The topic is villains and villains. V is for villains and mm-hmm. villains, and we're talking about different sets of different things. So we'll get into that when we get into that. Right. But the tits of the day uh-huh. belong to a woman who was villainized. Okay. Or vilified. Vilified. She was vilified, and um. You know, folks, black folks in the community mm-hmm. have been doing her bold. 
for a very long time, for decades. I am so nervous at of this who point. this is because I don't know if I'm going to err on the side so, of agreement or not. My tits of the day. Because I could be a vilifying person <laughs> for whoever this is. You might be because mm. you are light skin trash sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Only ever so often. The tits of the day belong to light skin Aunt Viv. Oh. Daphne Maxwell Reed. I'm just going to push the button and make y'all clap. <laughs> okay, before you go any further, then, my first question is, is the tits for The tits Daphne? are for Daphne Maxwell-Reed. Who, All right, then you, I'm but, on board. But niggas don't know that that's even her name because they've been calling her light-skinned Aunt Vib for 30 damn Listen, years. I don't fuck with light-skinned Aunt Vib, but Daphne Reed is is a wonderful human. Daphne Maxwell-Reed. I'm Maxwell-Reed, excuse me. This is why I just opted to not change my name because people just pick whichever one. Well, she been call married to Tim Reed longer than we've been living, literally. So I know, but <laughs> I'm saying that's why hyphenating your name is bullshit because they just gonna pick whichever one shorter. It's not about you, light skin trash. This is about <laughs> Maxwell Reed. Okay, let's let's talk about it. So boom, okay. Daphne Maxwell Reed is Black History. She mm. is Black Girl ma- Magic. Black. Excellence, and then some. She was the first Black woman to uh, cover to be on the cover of Glamour magazine in October of 1969. She was also the first Black woman to be crowned Homecoming Queen at Northwestern University, and when she won, white students boycotted. The backlash from her win was so bad that the university didn't even photograph or feature her in the campus paper. But didn't they vote like they did? Others, I was like, didn't y'all? Who picked her? Then? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I, I too wanted to know if enough people protested. Then did they not pick her? Did they, right? Did who, she riggy? I don't. So who? How did? How did that happen? Because was it that many people? Black people, people of color it's at clearly, Northwestern? No, it's clearly at not. that time. It's clearly not enough to outvote them. So the white people, did, yeah. So, so why? How y'all getting? Well, uproar? you know, white folks good at, at you know throwing a rock and hiding their hand, and um, that's on both good sides and bad sides. That is true because they might do something good, but they don't want they they white other white friends to know. That is good. So that they'll is, vote for it and yeah. they act like they didn't. Yeah, that is very very fair. You know, so at that time, then Jet Magazine stepped up and they put her on the cover of their magazine to highlight all of the nation's black homecoming queens at PWIs. Yeah. So um, she met Tim Reed while working with him. They married and opened a black studio um, as the first to attempt to do what uh, Shonda Rhimes and ultimately Tyler Perry as well have done for black folks, giving them space and mm-hmm. um, platforms to to be able to be art, you know, do their art in a black space in terms of Hollywood. So and her and Tim Reed are still working basically to improve the images, participation and ownership black people have in TV and film. And she also goes on book tours um, for her cookbooks. She's a cook. Oh, okay. she likes to cook. So she has cookbooks. Um, so, yeah, light skin Aviv is nobody's villain. Mm. OK. OK. Um, I am all for separating that character from that person. Yes. Sure. If y'all can learn her damn name. But that, that know requires her knowing her name. I have known her name. I believe you, but nobody else. Most motherfuckers don't know her actual name. That's fair. And they I, just call her light-skinned Aunt Viv as if true. that's who she's been her whole life. And it's like, no, she's an actual dope black woman who kicked down the doors for you ignorant-ass niggas. You peasants. 
some of the people you like to watch was because of her and her husband and, mm-hmm. and what they did for, for black people in entertainment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's important to recognize and give flowers, as they say, you know, while, while they're still here. So Daphne Maxwell Reed is the tits of the day. Fantastic. All right. All right. Well, it's time for the shit. Am I going to go first or are you going to go first? <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and choke. <laughs> Oh man, crazy! (laughs) I am, and I'm sleepy now. So here's a preview into what our lives will be like. You better wake your ass up. We got shit to do after this. I need you to help me clean my house. I know. Well, that's going to wake me up. You can't. You can't hold a broom and fall asleep. You can, but it's you can. (laughs) I got the ass whipping to prove me. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? Okay, don't we we all? (laughs) But uh, but no. So. As you have already preferenced, I assume I'm going first. Yes. Okay. Um, yes, V is for villain. Okay, we got different types of villains, but we talking about villainous fucking humans. Okay? Um, the particular brand of villains that I'm going to talk about is I'm going to talk about MCU villains. And before you or anybody else says anything, I am not talking about the fucking villains in the movie. I'm talking about the villains that are these fucking mostly white Marvel cinematic universe, because that part is is a factor. Cinematic universe. Marvel cinematic hacks. Because I'm not even going to say all hacks, because it's the fucking fanboys that are having a fucking fit. Oh, okay. About what Kevin Feige did not consult they dumbasses on. Fanboy fuckboys. Fanboy fuckboys. Them the real villains okay. of the of the MCU. Got it. And this is why. And it's so timely. This past holiday weekend, I had a whole ass conversation with an extended family member technicality because it's married into one on both ends both he and I are married in so the bond is is flimsy at best however (laughs) he came at me on 10 with zero fucking information (laughs) because he decided like a lot of these fucking fanboys that it's too much pandering in the fact that we only got women doing shit right now in this phase of the cinematic universe. You know, did he, so here's my question. Did he say phase? Because I would have, oh my God, I would have dragged him for phase. I would have used phase against him because my, my thing is this. If it is a phase, then it'll pass. Yeah. And it hasn't been a phase up to this point. Right. We just been sitting here watching y'all win for years. Correct. Here's the thing. He literally feels like the use of just women everywhere in all the most recent sit. And I will agree with him, which is why I thought we were going to have some sort of depth conversation about where the MCU is heading. And as a person who likes to talk about it, I was excited to have this conversation, this 
as a dialogue because I know people like what they like and I like different things and now we can talk about the different things that we like or don't like. Right. There's plenty of shit that I also don't like, but I am not also in here trying to pretend like I'm going to tell Kevin Feige how to build an entire universe worth of shit. The fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck do I think I am? Oh, right. Not the person in charge of that shit. That's the first thing. Second thing is, out the gate, came in hot with basically saying, I don't appreciate all the women shit that's oh happening. Oh, my God. Right. Did not say that verbatim, but that's what's being said. And especially because the women ones be the worst one. Started with Captain Marvel was the worst one they made this whole f- film about feminism but that's not what she about what i like to do when people start at me like this it start with do you read the comics that's where i start because this is the thing flat out i don't read them okay <laughs> and as a person who don't read them i have used the internet for what it's worth. And I follow no less than four different super nerds who read the comics. And you know what they say across the board? Is the shit that's happening in the MCU right now happens in the comics. Yep. yep. All these characters exist in the comics. All of their all of the role transfers exist in the comics. Not to mention, I don't appreciate I I further am okay with having this conversation with people who are significantly younger than me, whether they're male, female, or whatever, because you little niggas were not even here when this shit fucking started. Right. So all you remember is fucking the tail end of the last phase of the last saga. When the shit was already intertwined with each other and there was the internet and you had all this conversation and it was a fun, good time, whatever. Right? That's all you know. Yep. But nigga, old ass you were here when (laughs) shitty ass fucking Thor 2 came out Mm -hmm. and shitty ass Iron Man movies came out. Mm -hmm. And didn't nobody give a shit. Didn't nobody even like Robert Downey Jr. like that. Nope. And now everybody's heart is broken. And I know this is, I think this is DC, but Silver Surfer. Yeah. Like, the fuck? It's been so much trash trials of of things and nobody was outraged. Nobody was outraged for for several reasons. Number one, internet didn't allow for a outrage like that because it was still giving you that just to start up. <laughs> <laughs> when we started this, there was people whose homes existed like that. So that's the first thing. People did not have the internet in their hands and in their fucking pockets. <laughs> people did not have the internet in their hands in their phones in their pockets at all times when this first started but the main part of it is you had to build a world yeah you had to build the saga and as you build the saga you get a lot of boring mundane just character introductions mm-hmm. in order to build and culminate into something that you're invested in and that you will enjoy right but if you ask me i'm a person who thor is my fucking favorite because mm-hmm. he's a neanderthal and i love that about him <laughs> you okay? like your dumb jason momoa oh is that what you just said oh i just 
You Lisa Bonet, you get it. I do. I would never <laughs> marry it, but I love to watch it. I, oh, into a room, out of a room, okay? Right on out the room, okay? <laughs> leave right on my house, but I love to watch it walk in and leave. But oh, my God. Even as a person who Thor stands as, like, one of my favorites, the Thor movies were not good until the third one. The mm-hmm. first one was okay. The second one was absolute stanker okay wow <laughs> i stole that from my rudolph shout out to my homie okay um have we done her has she been no she's coming up okay she's she's, she's one of my i think i want to end the season with her because okay. i'm just an absolute i was like i'm gonna snatch that nope nope right. nope i stand okay. okay but anyway absolute trash film Okay, the only reason that I even know and remember what happened in Thor, what was it called? The Dark World. The only reason I know what happened is they had to revisit it when we got to Endgame and I had to remember what the fuck the goddamn premise was. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. Trash. But again, this is in Building World. I also don't particularly care for the first uh, Captain America, but that's because it's boring to me. Wartime shit is boring to me. It's just boring to me. I can't, I don't care, okay? I don't want to know <laughs> anymore about, like, life is a war perpetually. I don't, I don't need this. I don't need this from y'all. Um. So, yeah, all of that phase one stuff that they made was also not nearly as interesting or intricate or as evolved as the end phases. They have already announced the last two Avenger ones. First of all, they're coming out super close to each other. And one is the Kang Dynasty and the other one is Secret Wars. You know how much shit you need to build on top of each other <laughs> to talk about fucking Kang and all of his multiversal conquerors? His name is Kang the Conqueror. They've already shown him. And this nigga, the... Oh, I can't wait. Now, one thing I can't wait for, for all the women and all this stuff, whatever. I cannot wait for fucking Jonathan Majors to play 72 versions of himself in different timelines. Ugh! Ugh! Feed it into my veins. But regardless, why are you upset right now when they are doing the exact same thing that they were doing? Why don't you sit your childish ass up and sit back and enjoy the motherfucking ride? Okay? (laughs) Some of this shit is not gonna be shit for you. Have I watched um, the Miss Marvel show? I have not. Because she is essentially teenage girl form of spider-man spider-man is not super thrilling to me because i don't care about the neighborhood friendly spider-man and me and jadams will fight about this to the end of time (laughs) i don't care he is fucking cheeky and friendly and that is not what i come here for okay i need him to have some grown man chest hair problems yeah he definitely gives me like pedo vibes and not like him Right. Me liking him. Right. Exactly. I'm it not. It feels juvenile, but in a safe, healthy way. Yeah, like he's I a mean, kid. He's, it's a te- and he's a grown man. So right. that's that's right. But he's he's this teenage character. <laughs> Although the, I did see No Way Home and it was pretty good. You know why? why? You wanna know why Don't No Way say Home? Because go ahead. I already know what you're gonna say. Go ahead. Because he had real struggles for the first fucking time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this bitch fucking not to say that when his uncle died wasn't a struggle. But most of the time, they keep it real light and real jovial with Spider-Man. And No Way Home was a fucking drag, okay? It was sad. You got all these (laughs) old-ass orthopedic shooting-ass Spider-Man in here. And then Tobey Maguire had 
a role. And so yeah, that's that was saying. the thing. So it, the nostalgia kind of hit me. Right. The nostalgia hits you and then you look at Tobey Maguire's face and you're like, God damn, Spider-Man. Also, bitch, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I was sitting at the movie park. I said, ain't no motherfucking way. You 62. <laughs> I had to Google that nigga age. Like, God damn. White people age like milk. <laughs> Poorly. <laughs> but, uh, and I realized we were close in age. I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it really so hurt. You got all of that shit that happened finally in a Spider Man movie. So you can really take that movie in yeah. differently. But other than that, it's, he's a teenager. She's dealing with teenage things and trying to go to school and have a girlfriend. Like, those don't speak to me, but I also don't need them to because Spider Man exists so I can have Deadpool. Okay. Because Deadpool is only for grown-ups, okay? Deadpool should not be for your young yeah, child. Yeah, because she straight up asked me after she, we watched that, can we watch Deadpool? You, I said absolutely, absolutely not. Absolutely cannot. And you have Spider-Man. So I know, is he queer? Who? I didn't know that. Who? Deadpool. The Oh, Deadpool's character? Yeah, like the in the comics and stuff. Yeah, he's very, whoever wants to get in where you fit in. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, exactly. He's it's just a very you know okay. from what the nerds on the internet. He does told feel kind of loosey goosey. He is loosey goosey. His body's loosey goosey. Why not the rest of it? Well, because Ryan Reynolds as a person oh, doesn't make clearly. me feel that way. So oh, yeah. that's kind of why I was like, well, I don't I know. Don't, I don't know how much they'll play into it, but I also feel like Ryan Reynolds is a secure enough human being. Well, he'll just go wherever the character takes him. I also feel yeah, like I also Ryan feel Reynolds, like that too. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is going to do it. I mean, he's got. However many children at home and Blake yeah, Lively. Yeah, he's fucking married to gorgeous-ass Blake Lively. Uh, exactly. Like, he's... Nobody... Nobody's worried about No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you're doing all the things. Yes. And you're winning just being yourself. Yes. In every single role. Yes. You're just And you know what? As an, as an aside to the aside, that's what you... That's what happens when you run your race. Because remember how he was kind of trying... It seemed like he was he trying to force for another while. type of character. Yeah. And but when he, he fucking leaned in to who the fuck he actually was, it started working for him. It did. It did. And I don't understand why he would even do that. He's a white man. Like, you can get away well, with doing nothing. Yeah, but you a white man depending on, like, you're embraced by other white people depending on your politics within white people. Yeah, true. So even white people can be ostracized by other white people. That's fair. That's and, fair. and he has DNC vibes, so. Oh, hardcore. Like, yeah. he cares a little too much about people that don't make money. Yeah. And so I can see people who do make money kind of not want to put him in the cycle. Like he cares a little bit too much yeah. about the disenfranchised. But uh But sorry, go ahead. But yeah. Um, my issue is most of the times that there are complaints, they are founded on one small fact that may be true. So don't get me wrong, there are definitely pander pandering types of dialogues and situations that sh- have shown up in the MCU in this first go round because simply the world has changed. And if you look at every single movie that comes out, it reflects where we were in the time, in the actual timeline of the MCU. So nothing is ever going to look like that. And this is the only, this is one of the few occurrences and the other occurrences like Star Wars, which has gone on forever, where you have something where you are always referencing previous things that are decades old. You know what I mean? So people have the 
from what I hear, I don't keep up with nothing that happens to Star Wars. I know nothing about it. It is not my fandom. But I feel, uh, I do hear that there are similar commentaries about what has happened with Star Wars because, again, you have constant comparison because it's an entity, an intellectual property that has existed through decades. There are more recent versions of the comics that when compared against older versions of the comics, people get up in arms about for no fucking reason other than the fact that these things are still connected in any other piece of art or media that's put out there. It's not connected to something that came out 70 years ago. And anytime anything is connected to something that came out years ago, people get, have a fit about it. Coming to America two came out and people have a fit about it. You know why? Because it was a different time. If you don't expect shit yeah, to happen, half fucking, the jokes that you can make then you couldn't, you, you wouldn't you, even you land. Simply, like you, you just couldn't. You just can't make them yeah. jokes now, and people want to get upset that they can't do it. But oh well, like yeah. let's move along here and just enjoy what we can while we can. Because yeah. twenty years from now, the shit that we're looking at right now, people are going to herald in love and be upset about the shit that's coming out. Yeah. Because it's the shit that they know. Whatever generation of kids started at this phase of Marvel are going to be absolutely outdone when they go to the next phase. Yeah. Especially if Kevin Feige dies somewhere in the middle because it's going <laughs> to be trash. I told you. So he, who takes over after that? I don't know, but I'm out when he's out. <laughs> you talk, you, so I you told feel you. like he was right up under Stanley, and so that's why you... I feel like his skill set in building this requires some level of detail he's been allowed to have a level of control and resources with that control to build this and i don't know that any person that comes behind him will be able to do it simply because it will already exist as a bohemian that they're heralding he had the luxury of starting with iron man which was a character that people didn't have even that much expectation yeah about. like i watched somebody do a, a breakdown and they were saying essentially the same thing the reason that it worked is because unlike DC, which they keep fucking up because they're picking these big names um, to to build the world off of. They're always building, trying to build off a spot of off of Superman and Batman, which are the pillars mm-hmm. of DC. Mm-hmm. Instead, he chose one that was otherwise didn't really care about and built a world centered around Iron Man where people mm-hmm. didn't have strong opinions one way or the other about him. He didn't. He didn't and, go. And marketing dollar wise, that's good. Right, exactly. Is it? You know, each of them serves on purpose. Rage will also make you money. People right. like to hate a thing. Right. But neutrality will also make you money because exactly. neutrality plays into family friendly. Right. And I can just take all the kids to go see this shit. Mm-hmm. And you picked one that he didn't come over to do Marvel stuff and do X Men mainly because what had happened is Marvel had sold off all the rights to all the ones that would make money. So X Men was with Fox, Spider-Man was with Sony, so he didn't have access or the rights to the to the pillars. But if he had came in and started building the world around using Spider-Man, they he, they would have waked him through the coals because there's expectation already set. He mm-hmm. was able to under-promise and over-deliver. Mm-hmm. Which because, is always the goal. Right? Which is always the goal. Yeah. And so that is why it has had a different amount of success. He was allowed to build momentum. He was allowed to build trust in this world to the point now everybody trying to get a Marvel check. Megan the Stallion got a check from Marvel. It's over for you niggas. Okay. <laughs> It's fucking 
over. What was that? She Hulk. Yeah, she's yeah. in She Hulk, shaking her ass with yeah, the. I saw that because people were like an outrage. I'm like Disney, really? This is what we're doing. And yes. then the nerds were like, actually, that's what that character looks like in the comics. Because you always got the comics where you got it, you always have and them coming to save thing. the day. Like, mm, this is this my is thing. Actually what and this is like. why I don't respect anybody that decides that they're going to have a opinion about this without at least seeking what the source material is in the first fucking place. Yeah. And my thing is, you don't have to read the comics to have an intelligent, informed opinion about right. this. But you know what? You want to be a villain. You want to be in the shit so bad. Right. Yeah. Congratulations. You fucking are. <laughs> You're the fucking villain now. To the point that... Well, guess what, John? You the motherfucking improper influence. <laughs> you are. It's you. <laughs> to the point that they put that in She-Hook. They put all of these fucking... Literally, there's a clip from the most recent episode as of the time we're recording this. Definitely not by the time this drops. But there's a clip in that same episode with Megan Thee Stallion where they're talking about She-Hulk and they're like, so... And and Hulk is actually off the world. So they're like, so now we just have girl Hulk. Like, don't get me wrong, that's fine. But I miss when my superheroes were, you know men superheroes had dicks yeah okay go away go find something else go go rewatch it it's still there it ain't like it left the content is still there go there you go go diddle yourself to the original hook nobody's nobody's stopping you you. yeah nobody's gonna stop you but we're here now so get used to it yeah exactly because there's plenty of it that just don't appeal to me and guess what I do live my fucking life what are you doing because I know they were fucking mad about Miss Marvel yeah really mad about her and my thing is how how is this how is this brown girl in this campy version of it do you know miss marvel spoke to me on zero levels you know what i did <laughs> i didn't watch it and shut the fuck up exactly like i had no opinion and I also didn't watch it I didn't bitch about it. I didn't get on Reddit. Because it's sub, for somebody. And, and cry with it's, other incels. It's for somebody. It don't got to be for me for yeah. it to be for somebody. But you niggas don't fucking care. Yeah. Because y'all the fucking villains. So that's cool. Because if y'all keep acting up like this, I'm going to come in like a fucking superhero and I'm start slashing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here to say. <laughs> I'm going to find the Hammer of Thor. I'm going to get Mjolnir and the goddamn... Oh, shoot. What is it? Stormbreaker. I'm going to take both of them to you, you motherfuckers. Because what the fuck? Why? We're getting ready to enter the most marvelous situation with the multiverse. That means everybody can die and nobody can die. If y'all don't shut the fuck up and sit down and watch this shit, it's about to be fucking awesome. <laughs> But anyway, I digress. That's my V. Then my <laughs> villains. Over to you, love. All right. <laughs> Fanboy fuckboys. <laughs> the true villains. The true villains. Of the MCU. Of the MCU. <laughs> Fanboy fuckboys. <laughs> I swear to God. Well, okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nah, that's just a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to find, trying to find some footing. You trying to find an easy transition? I am. That ain't one, and then I don't think there, 
There is one. <laughs> there is not. Trying to like pirouette over there and that's not happening. Oh, look at you. So my V um, is also for villains, as we said when we began this, villains on villains. Mm-hmm. And my villains, um, different from hers, are actually um, the misunderstood villains. They're they're villains that ain't villains. Kind of like light skin on Viv. So that's what I'm on today. You, that's the type of time I'm on. So oh, you you were on the vilified. Yeah. So I'm gonna talk about the three who stand out to me the most. That I my I, I tend to like antiheroes, antiheroines, mm-hmm. because I like people with a complex story. Okay. And I like um, people who just are immediately vilified and it's like you didn't, I don't know, you know what? I like black people. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm always, I'm, I'm drawn to characters where it's like there's more to that story. You looked gotcha. at them and decided you didn't like them or you you learned, they, they, they fucked up in one area and you've completely cast <laughs> them aside. Like, okay. I'm, I'm drawn to the oppressed and the broken. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. it's also my dating life. But, um, okay. but yeah. So, anywho. Uh, so, the first that I want to talk about of the three, um, probably the one right now I'm enjoying the most, is uh, Maleficent. Okay. And Maleficent uh, is the, and not in like the Sleeping Beauty, but in the 2014 film Maleficent. Okay. Um, so she's the, tish, uh, the titular protagonist villain and anti-heroine. Mm-hmm. And originally she was, you know, sweet and kind. And this young girl who mm-hmm. basically became evil after being betrayed by her former boyfriend, King Stefan, because niggas ain't shit. And that is where things get dark. <laughs> Okay. 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 And here's my problem. Mm. Like, it got dark, like, almost too dark. Because, mind you, this is the 2014 movie for a PG movie. Because uh, then metaphorical rape kind of happened. Like, he didn't kill Maleficent. Instead, he takes her out thinking they're hanging out on a date. Pretty much drugs her drink. And cuts off her wings while she's unconscious. Okay. And then he brings them back to his homeboys, the humans, as a trophy. So, first of all, rape culture, but I'm not even about to get into that. Yikes. I did not know any of this happened. Yes. It's all news to me because I ain't watch it. Yeah, so he cuts her wings off. Well, that's right. While she sleep. And this she wake because that was where her power and shit was. This the one that, uh, what's her name play? Um, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Okay. And so. This seems on brand for her. And I think she's really pretty, so I liked her in the costume. And that's actually what drew me to the movie. I mean, honestly. I thought the costumes were cool. It's Every time that I have almost watched it, it's just because she looks so good. want to see her. She does. She looks menacing and just, but also extremely, like, feminine and powerful. And it's just, I don't know. I like the costume. She does sharp edges well for a person. Without being sharp. Yep. It's a good balance. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And so the internal conflict, though, my issue is between King Stefan and Maleficent, the internal conflict started because that's what happens when niggas are unequally yoked. (laughs) I be telling y'all about that shit. Okay. Get you a nigga that you equally yoked with. You sunny side up, he sunny side up. Mm. You know, don't get scrambled hard because you can't process dairy and he motherfucking... (laughs) Runny over, over easy, like no, like that's what happens when incompatible goals. Okay, okay, are trying to be aligned. You got this nigga over here whose ambition was to become a king mm-hmm. and conquer the human kingdom in the Moors, and hers was just to live in peace. Mm-hmm. 
So after being betrayed, she became the darkest of them all, metaphorically. Okay. And after, you know, um, not being invited to the baby's christening, shows up like the boss bitch she is. And guess what mm. she gave as a gift? Bitch, you hexed. Go to sleep. <laughs> And bitch, so, you hexed. You bitch, you hexed. You don't write that shit down. Gave that bitch a curse. <laughs> That's a gift. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Blue eyes, motherfucker. Hard eyes, motherfucker. Some fries, motherfucker. <laughs> All lies, motherfucker. All rise, motherfucker. <laughs> so anyway, the reason... I they should make it into every season every and no season. And no season. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, girl. I don't even know. Uh, if you know, you know. <laughs> like, if you know, you know. Hashtag if you know, you know. So the reason that people, I think, are so taken with Maleficent is that she goes above and beyond the call of evil and enjoys it because mm. she was wronged, not because she was evil. But mm. I think that just that level of hurt and brokenness caught, precipitates that. I mean, yeah, nigga, what the fuck you doing clipping my goddamn wings? Right. And sh- and so much so that she didn't even go after him. She go she went after what he loved the mm-hmm. most. Which if you had never been done wrong by I'm a motherfucker, say, that's you, usually that's usually it. Like I would like you to have pain cuz I got it. Exactly. But what I also love about her, her the complexity of her is she kept Aurora safe initially mm-hmm. like she was feeding her, making sure she didn't fall off that damn cliff mm-hmm. so that Originally, she could continue to enjoy her plan. But Mm -hmm. over time, like, this normal loving personality became dominant, and she ended up wishing that she had never cursed Aurora. They -hmm. developed, like, that uh, maternal, you know, mother-daughter type of relationship. Mm -hmm. And you got to see the humanity in Maleficent. And it made you go, you know what? Everybody is not all bad. Everybody's not all um, the product of their pain mm-hmm. you know there's something something occurred for you to be this way but even in darkness there's light so you know Maleficent to me is a movie about how complex good and evil can be it shows that good people you know can often follow dark paths because of trauma beyond their control mm-hmm. and then it highlights the importance Ain't of forgiveness yeah but it highlights the importance of forgiveness and you know the, br- the beauty of relationships mm-hmm. and the struggle people might have to simply be decent in a troubled world so I really, I, I don't know. I like that movie a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I like her a lot. I've I've ended up watching a lot of uh, Disney World cl- uh, clips because, you know, they have to stay in character. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to see babies go up to Maleficent because it's always a baby, which is also crazy. Because what about this costume makes a baby want to go up to it? It's, she looks terrifying. I don't know. And she's like, and then she, but she has to stay in character. So it's hilarious to watch her dismiss babies because that's also <laughs> what I want to do. Okay. So she's just living out your own personal fantasy. Yes. Yes. Okay. Good so, to know. Good to know. The second is um, Cruella from Cruella. Played by Emma Stone, 2021. Ooh, I love that one. Yeah, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, it's still, it's a Disney movie. So it's got that. But it was a fun time. It was a fun time. And I I, feel like I was in it. I really enjoyed the story. I was super into it. Also, 
high fashion Cruella. Yes. Uh, right? What? Right. Oh, what a good time. Her with the uh, the dress with the garbage and the garbage truck is my favorite scene because mm-hmm. it made me want to literally go find the person who made that dress and mm-hmm. watch the um the cuts of the people who did costuming. Oh, yeah. Because the dress, the, the clothing was amazing. Yeah, they, they really outdid themselves. Yeah, it was awesome. You, it was that. like Ruth Carter was there. Yeah, honestly, right? Because when she did the one, the one with all the bugs, I'm like, yes. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, they definitely. It, also, it was like you had cartoonists and designers bringing, working together, bringing the crazy to life. It was really, really good. So I like Cruella because to me, mm-hmm. the movie is revolutionary because it's dim but not dark, nor grim, nor depressing. And That's while, a good way to put it. While there are some crimes from which there is no redemption, like killing puppies, <laughs> Cruella in this would appear to be um, not the irredeemably evil one mm-hmm. from 101 Dalmatians. Mm-hmm. Her version, Emma Stone's version of the character, um, while she is capable of, of some extreme evil acts really isn't that bad unless mm-hmm. you cross her and then well now you got an issue but that's anybody so I don't know <laughs> but, that's I, but that's anybody you know <laughs> it starts off um, by giving this Cruella who was formerly Estella mm-hmm. um, her backstory and mm-hmm. so we got to see her you know um, suffering from like being bullied from her peers and mm-hmm. you know it's pretty much why she built this bulletproof defense mechanism in order to fight off her bullies and then you get you see like how her mother and you know her mother dies and um having to deal with that part of mm-hmm. turn that turning her into a grifter mm-hmm. and it's like again product of circumstance yep this is what this is not who I wanted to be but this is who life made me you know what I mean and I'm mm-hmm. simply a- adapting mm-hmm. um so I like that it shows the protagonist as she is with all her virtues and flaws and kind of, like I said it kind of humanizes her in a way that is digestible um for us as opposed to simply feeling like she is this typical villain right um you get a lot of anti-villain and you know anti um hero heroine yeah mm-hmm. so I also like that um, how they did frame her bad qualities. Like, you know, (laughs) I like that it's... I knew that was coming. That's why that's funny to me. I like how they framed her bad qualities. Because it seems seems very reminiscent of other people I know. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I like that her fashion sense didn't come from like unearned wealth, but rather her own genius and hard work. Mm-hmm. And like this bossy and kind of wicked personality is also presented as something beyond her control that mm-hmm. she inherited from her biological mother. Correct. Who doom 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 we found out was the Baroness, mm-hmm. <laughs> who was responsible for unleashing her Dalmatians to kill the adopted mother. Mm-hmm. And also, I like the fact that when um, presented with the opportunity to kill these dogs, she did not. So you got oh, yeah. to see her. Um, humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, when she could have chosen to gain vengeance against the Baroness by turning the dogs into a coat for her fashion show, she chose to spare them. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we get to see that act of forgiveness and it showed her ability to rise above her, like, wickeder instincts. You know, what it reminds me of is, um, because it reminds me of this because after that movie came out, I was watching somebody's YouTube or whatever commentary on it. And they made a joke about, you know, how are you going to do, how, 
they're going to continue to do these um, movies about villains and just be like, oh, yeah, behind each villain is another villain. And it was a real, like, one-off kind of joke. Like, yeah, and then there's an even bigger villain. That's the Baroness's villain. And then all of this stuff. And and it's the it is hilarious because, obviously, it is a cash grab because you can do this till the end of time. Mm-hmm. But what it always reminds me of is something that my mother always said and I always really found it to be like, okay, whatever. But is that it because she's a nice person, like truly, and always really thinks the best of people regardless of what they show her in a way that I most often buck against in the fact that I'm like, no, some people are trash, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm an immature person. However, one thing that, it, what it reminds me of is she always says, you know, people might be, as you put it, not great. She's like, but nobody is trash because when you look at every person, she's like, the way that I'm able to do it is any person I look at that is responding in a way that is poor. Every time I look at it, there's always somebody else who did something to them that that's why they're that way. And if you just go back, eventually you just get to original evil. And that's the only thing that's worth being mad at. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so pure and lovely. And one day, I hope I grow up to... Well, it's called be- compassion. Yeah, I don't have it. I know. We've talked about this. Yes. But, so what you're describing is nice. It's simply compassion. I mean, it seems nice. It seems like, <laughs> it seems like a nice gracious. thing to, to have and to, to display to other people. But at the end of the day, I'll just be like... <sighs> But also, people just are not great. And I just want somebody to agree with me that <laughs> people don't be great. Okay. Anyway. Well, my last anti-heroine mm-hmm. um, is from Wicked. Oh, I love The Wicked West. I the Wicked Witch Wicked. of the West. And oh, I love it. Yeah, Wick, so Wicked is based on the 1995 uh, Gregory Maguire novel called Wicked, The Life and Times of the Wicked Witch of the West. And the book is a revisionist take on The Wizard of Oz. Um, mm-hmm. And what it is, is basically Wicked giving justice to Elphaba, who is the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. And how she became this infamous Wicked Witch of the West. So it kind of so it opens up um, the the Broadway musical Wicked opens up in the book with uh, Oz. So mm-hmm. celebrating the death. So we're at the end of the Wizard of Oz. The end of the Wizard of Oz is the beginning of Wicked, mm-hmm. and they're celebrating the death of this feared Wicked Witch of the West, thanks to Dorothy. And the Ozians turn to the Good Witch in quote in quotes Glinda. Oh, right. Right. Um, for confirmation of the death. And to Galinda. Dispel, Galinda. Galinda. <laughs> yeah, right. And to dispel the rumors that she and Alphaba were once friends. Mm-hmm. So um, basically what happens is Alphaba was born to a mother and a father, just as any other person in Oz was, except her mama was a hoe. And mm-hmm. as a, a whole ho. as a whole ho. And as a result of Alphaba's mother's secret affair with a mysterious man, she was born green. Mm-hmm. So her father found a green skin basically to be disgraceful and blamed Alphaba for her sister's handicap. So like Louisa, Alphaba grew up assisting other motherfuckers. <laughs> Her mm-hmm. sister's handicap, and even when they went off to university, she, you know, she was pretty much still doing the same thing. So when she got there, she endured the same ridicule for being green, and the students, you know, didn't like her. Yada yada yada. She wasn't a popular girl. The popular girl was the white girl with the blonde hair, perky, and pretty much 
only concerned about herself. So they ended up in a situation where they were placed in the same dorm room. And so originally they disliked each other, but having spent more time with a person, you get to know a person. Mm -hmm. So this also reminds me of like shit like uh, Remember the Titans. And you kind of, because it talks about, because one of the themes here is discrimination. So it's what, you get to see what happens when you make people play football. I just, I just did not, in all of the ways to tie, like if somebody would say, we're going to start, <laughs> we're going to start at Maleficent and make our way to remember the Titans. <laughs> and here's, here's the pit stops you're going to make in between. I would not have been able to thread that needle, but please continue. <laughs> so as this unexpected friendship is born between the popular girl and the misunderstood green girl, uh, Galinda, Galinda. Dis- discovers humility and honor in Alphaba. And their friendship deepens. And so then they journey to the Emerald City to meet the Wizard of Oz. They find out this motherfucker ain't who they thought he was. Right. And then <laughs> some shit pops off and there's a downward spiral. Mm. And so they basically end up um taking two different paths. So, but I like Wicked. I love Wicked, actually. Mm. I love Wicked. Oh, mm. my God. Please go see it. If y'all like Hamilton, I'm not... Hamilton didn't make me want to go see Hamilton. Mm-mm. I will go see Hamilton because because mm-hmm. theater. Mm-hmm. Wicked, the costumes of Wicked, the the colors, the production, the it. it's just, oh, my God. The story actually was secondary for me. Everything else is what, made, is what drew me originally because I don't really like musicals. I don't like motherfuckers to sing their dialogue. Just say I'm, what the fuck you got I'm to say. I'm always <laughs> shocked every time you even talk about it. Because oh, but I love so, Wicked. You're so against all the other um, musicals because yeah. you don't do you don't do other musicals. Yeah. But um, so it's always shocking to then to have us meet in the middle when it comes to Wicked because I have not seen Wicked enough times and I've seen it twice. Okay. And, and I plan on seeing it again. So when it comes back, not, I'm going to go see it. That's not enough times. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not enough times. Yeah. So, but the Wizard of Oz, I forgot about this. The Wizard of Oz wanted to turn the um, talking, intelligent animals of Oz into unintelligible beasts. Mm -hmm. And Elphaba's discovery of the corruption in Oz and her fight against it gets her painted as a wicked witch. Right, I remember. Uh Uh-huh. And the uh, citizens of Oz are convinced to stand by the wizard. Mm -hmm. So, her crusade also tests tested her friendship with Galinda, who was trying to figure out what kind of bitch she wanted to be. (laughs) Am I going to rock with my girl? Am I going to stand with these niggas in eyes? Mm. So Wicked is a whole, it's about female friendship, discrimination, governmental corruption. Mm. Like, it has some very strong themes, but I like the fact that we only learned her from Judy Garland and mm. Wizard of Oz, and, mm. or the the Wiz, you know, and mm. she's just this villain, and we just want the house to fall on her ass. Yep. You know, and get rid of these flying monkeys and shit. Yep. So, but nobody ever cared enough to say, like you said, behind a villain is a villain. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it speaks to generational trauma. Mm-hmm. And, and not breaking generational curses or consequences. And so that's what happens when you have someone who isn't healed creating someone and breaking that person. My mom always says, hurt people, hurt people. Yep. So that's how you end up with um, somebody like the Wicked Witch. You have Alphaba who did not have to be that way, but society made her that way. They saw something that they didn't like on her and made her not like it within herself and also bullied her to a point where she simply defended herself by becoming hardened mm-hmm. and mean and, um, you know, seeking revenge because as some, everybody has a point. 
Right. I'm only going to take so much shit. <laughs> I'm only going to be so many more of your bitches. Okay. <laughs> so, There's not going to be too many more of them. I just like the you. fact that we got that um, alternative look at her and we can see in all of these Cruella, Maleficent, Alphaba, you know, who they were before they became wicked. Wicked. Mm. You know, nobody is inherently wicked. Yeah. That's so. such a that's such a lovely point. So those are my villains. Definitely one I forget all the time. That no one is inherently wicked. Oh, Jesus Christ, I married her. <laughs> <laughs> that's why at least you you know you have someone that you can mm-hmm. do a thing with. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. You can. Okay. It's lovely. Mm, it's a thing. It is. I don't know if it's lovely, but it's a thing. I mean, y'all have each other. Sure. <laughs> sure. I hear you. Is it time for life hacks? It is. Do you want to go first or would you like for me to go first? I do you mind going first. Oh, at all. look at look at you. Okay. Did someone else send you something? What I tell you last week. Okay, fine. Unless I say explicitly, hey, guys, this one I found myself, then, yes, <laughs> someone else sent it to me cool. across the board. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this one is a lovely one for breakfast time. And I know we talked before about, you know, mixing up the pancake batter and putting it inside of like an empty ketchup bot- um, bottle to then squeeze squeeze out your pancakes on your griddle right Mm -hmm. because it's easy not a lot to clean up you can just toss it Mm -hmm. another option that i just found that's an even better one is to use one of them blender bottles with that little wire ball in the bottom Mm -hmm. because then you can just put the ingredients especially if it's just add water sort of thing you put the flour and water in there Mm -hmm. close the lid and just shake it this is the laziest shit you have ever offered to the general public i I don't think it is. I'm sure I've offered lazier <laughs> shit than this. This is kind of practical, even though it's lazy. Okay. So you take that pancakes you, in a bottle. Mm-hmm. You put it up. You just shake it, and because it's a, it's meant to blend. It has that little wire ball in there, so it's actually going to blend your stuff up because it's meant to blend up like protein shakes. And so once you get that, and then you have an easy pour spout, and you can pour it right out. Onto your griddle. And voila, another pancake hack for you niggas. You're welcome. <laughs> your turn. <laughs> I don't know why you're upset. What, you the, what the fuck? Just what the fuck? <laughs> it's a hack. Really? It's a hack. Really? It's a decent That is hack. by far, that is the equivalent of your child sleeping on top of her covers at night. Oh, bitch, you talk about a person that gig. <laughs> <laughs> so she ain't got to make her fucking bed if she in the morning. If she ain't cold, it looks like she just life hacking, okay? She not getting in trouble. Both of y'all make my ass hurt. <laughs> she, she, her bed is made. Ain't nobody getting cussed out in this year. I almost called you by your fucking name. <laughs> Slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Don't fucking talk to me no more, nigga. Walk home. Okay. <laughs> That's not going to be dangerous at all. <laughs> I'm going to tell on you, and you're going to get in trouble. You better not tell on me. If you make me walk in this, in from this I here studio. I would never make you walk from this here. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. My life hack is actually helpful. Um, First of all, don't be saying it's not helpful. It's just lazy. <laughs> Without yeah, you're right. Helping. Yours was helpful. I take that back. It was some, helpful. Because sometimes like, I have something that's not helpful. Like yeah, you do. Like whatever Monte gave you. I know. That shit funny as fuck. Okay. <laughs> anyway. I don't think that's hilarious. Anyway. Go ahead. So, I might be late to the party. I don't know if other people already know this. But I just discovered it and, so, and thought I would share since we're still in the beginning of the school year. Um, so, five-star notebooks have scannable papers now where you can take your notes and then download the free app and make your notes into flashcards without having to rewrite everything. Yeah. Son I, of a bitch. I know you're going to feel that way. <laughs> Fuck these kids. Yeah. Oh, this how my mama feel with me having Google. I feel it now. That rage is real. Yeah. So these particular notebooks, um, they're $11 at Office Max, but they're only $4 at Walmart. And, uh, yeah, you just write your notes, download the app, what and you ain't got to rewrite shit. Get the fuck Turns it right into flashcards for you. I fucking hate it. I thought about you when I saw that. Like, the oh, kids, my gosh. The kids so deserve fucking nothing. I'd like to gatekeep <laughs> fucking I'd everything. I'd like to gatekeep? <laughs> I'd like to gatekeep the goddamn oh internet. God. I'd like to gatekeep whatever that you shit is. You sound like the people who don't want student loans forgiving. No, nah, you can forgive them student loans, but... That shit I'm keeping for my fucking self. Not to even use it. I'm not even in school no more. How That's terrible. Where was this shit when I was dying of carpal tunnel <laughs> making goddamn 300 fucking note cards? And that wasn't even that long ago. No, it wasn't. Mm-mm. Son of a bitch. I'm sorry. <laughs> That really upset me. I'm truly upset now. I was in good space. We're good, because I felt some way about that pancake egg. So there Man, you go. Man, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mad, mad. Yes, because how dare you? Mine wasn't affecting you at all. <sighs> this true. was, that was personal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. What did I choose this for vengeance? I feel attacked. You the villain. Oh, my God. <laughs> I feel Look attacked. Look at that turn of events. <laughs> Good. It just like you to stay on fucking thing. Can we? Can we get out of here? Can we get out of here? Sure, guys. Hello, it is me again. The the non villain here. I'm the hero today. Wow, <laughs> really? Because somebody came. Wow, and chose violence in her villainous efforts. I'm gonna choose violence. All right, wait till we get off of here. <laughs> you hear it? Okay. You heard it. <laughs> it's recorded. <laughs> Somebody come find my body. Oh my gosh. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this episode of particular this particular brand of foolishness that we're on this week was brought to you by the letter V. Um and as as well as the letter V, um, Daphne Maxwell reads Phenomenal Titties. The only the only good and decent part of this entire episode. <laughs> Shout out to you, Daphne. Continue to do your wonderful work. Um, you can find episodes like you can find this episodes and episodes like it on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, and iTunes. On Spotify and iTunes, you can rate us. Here's the thing: you can only rate us five stars and nothing else. Anything else, you can one hundred percent keep that shit. We do not want it. We don't need it. Take that shit elsewhere. Um. Come holler at us on Facebook and Instagram. 
Tits and Talks on Instagram, Titties and Tacos on Facebook. Um, come talk to us. Oh, guess what? When you go to Facebook now, somebody is finally back out of jail. <laughs> so go talk to her ass over there so I can just sit over on Instagram using the old the old person's TikTok and making these photos turn into reels. They just added transitions. I'm about to be out here like 97 PowerPoint on you bitches. Oh my God. <laughs> my God. My God. Star wipe. <laughs> Right. <laughs> it's gonna be funny because a few of y'all that do look at the post every week will be like, "This bitch really was not lying. <laughs> she fucking love a transitional oh slide. My gosh, she feel like a Macintosh, nigga." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, come talk to us, share, subscribe. You don't want to miss any of these hot episodes full of fuckery. And until next week, eat some tacos, bounce your titties, and we'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs> You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark Podcast Network.